Hi, I'm Valerie, and you're listening to The Beauty Brains. Beauty Brains, a show where real cosmetic chemists answer your beauty product questions and give you an insider's look at the cosmetics industry. This is episode 218. I'm your host, Valerie George, and with me today is Perry Romanowski. Hi, Perry. Hello, Valerie. So happy to be here. Are you ready for today's show? I am. I'm excited. What do we got today? Today, we're going to be answering questions about how do magnetic face masks work? Do Rodan and Fields products really live up to their claims? Are Monat's hair products really that special? And more Monat. Of course, we're going to cover some beauty science news too, but first, how have you been doing? Oh, well, I've been all right. Um, You know what? I went running today and I got back and I thought, you know, I should take a shower, but then I'm like, you know, it's just quarantine, so why bother? And I've noticed my my hygiene routines have sort of degenerated a bit during this quarantine. Well, you said you went running today. Has it been warmer? Because last week when we talked, it was uh, snowing by you. It was snowing. No, it, it was warmer today. Yeah, it's it was it was a beautiful day for a run. Uh, although although I, the weather doesn't matter, I run anyway, no matter what day it is. Yeah. Well, let's get back to hygiene. Tell me about your hygiene routine. How's that been changing? You know, I just uh, I don't. I don't try as hard I guess I don't although for me it hasn't been much of a I think more like my wife you know she's working from home and so she's probably showers less than she used to I don't know (laughs) I wonder if that's if that's the case of most people she's certainly not using as much makeup or anything well I can uh totally relate for sure not to the makeup piece but I feel more slothly than usual. That is 100%. Um, I find that I'm not showering at my regular times. I might uh, wake up, get to work in uh, the little lab that I have set up at home, and then realize I didn't shower or brush my teeth. And in between a meeting at 12.15 p.m., I might hop in the shower and brush my teeth and stuff like that. So for me, I feel like, yeah, I'm probably doing like a little bit less, but for sure it's like at, at different times of day than I usually do, for sure. Yeah, I guess that must be probably the case for most people, although I'm just assuming most people are like me, but <laughs> or me and you. But, you know, I can't imagine that's uh, good for the beauty product industry. Well, I for sure think, yeah, people are using less products. I think we mentioned a handful of episodes ago, I had a friend who works at a company and they were projecting like a $10 million shortfall just because people are going to be wearing less lipstick just because they're wearing face masks. Like, it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I guess it's probably just a temporary thing, though, because once everything starts opening up again, I guess people will probably get back to their routines. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of get, getting used to this showering less thing. It's pretty oh. nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. I know. Uh, yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. What do you see on the news this week? Any any beauty science news catch your eye? Well, you know, kind of related to that, I just saw a story. It was published in Happy, but there's a company called Spate, which tracks the internet searches for things, and they were declaring that uh, they have discovered what are the most popular beauty products during the quarantine. Ooh, what is that? Well, they 
sort of identified the most popular by what they saw as the most frequent search terms. And it turns out uh, for hair, root touch-up was uh, very popular. For makeup, there is face bronzer, another very popular term, search term. And then foot masks. I don't foot masks. Is that just like moisturizers for your feet? (laughs) Yeah, well, sort of. I think it's uh, like something that will help relieve your skin, uh, the dead skin on your feet. It's a product that'll take all of that dead skin off. And I know that because I've actually had a couple friends. There's this one foot sheet mask that you like put on your feet and you let it hang out on your feet for a while. And then over the course of two weeks, all this dead skin just peels off your feet. I have a couple friends who've committed to doing that while in quarantine. That's interesting. I, I didn't expect that to be in the top three. Well, you know, I remember actually early on when we started the Beauty Brains, one of the first products that we debunked were these Kenobi foot pads. Mm. Essentially, they were these foot pads you put on the bottom of your feet. And then over time, if you took them off, you would see all this brown stuff. And it said it was taking all the toxins out of your your body. Oh, my gosh. But what it really was was just like an oxidation reaction with like uh, some sort of wood vinegar or something, and the sweat on your on your feet that that would cause the pads to turn brown, and that they called that so the impurities. That is so genius! Oh my gosh, why oh, can't yeah. I think of stuff like that? <laughs> because you have ethics. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, blasted! Yeah. Well, um, as far as. Uh, best-selling products, uh, I did read about one UK company who said their sales volume of their hair colors, their home hair colors, was up 1,200% in the last couple of months. Wow. So I guess while people aren't spending money at uh, hairdressers and spas, they are buying products like that and doing stuff at home. So there is still a market for some beauty products. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, we have to be on Zoom meetings. We have to be on video camera. And two, there are some people who have to go to work. So... Uh, you know, for them, the the roots is a, a deal breaker. They got to cover them up. It'll be interesting to see where the beauty industry goes once uh, all of this quarantine has changed. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I again boycotting industry news a little bit. I didn't see anything. I did see a huge uptick in in wipes, uh, which is interesting. Single use wipes, and that has to, a bit to do with personal care, but. I think more to do with the uh, HI&I industry, what we call like the household and industrial industry. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, before COVID, people were anti-wipes, it's wasteful, all these non-wovens going to the landfill, and now it's uh, wipes are back in. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. That is one of the interesting areas that I thought about. There was a story that I I, I didn't really cover it specifically, but uh, I was I was thinking of it, and it was a company who had come up with a refillable package, and it made me think. In these days of viral scares, do we really want to do recycled packaging? <laughs> and I know my grocery store before this, they were encouraging you to bring your own bags, right? And now stores don't want you to bring your own bags because of fears of spreading germs. I was thinking about that today. When will we be allowed to bring our own grocery bags back into the store? Yeah. Yes. So this whole whole pandemic could really put a real damper on the recycling industry. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, uh, while we don't have any more beauty news, we do have a recall alert. They call me. They call me. 
Windmere Naturals recalls birch sweet essential oil and aches and pains synergistic essential oil because it contains methyl salicylate, which must be in child-resistant packaging as required by the Poison Prevention Packaging Act, PPPA. The product as packaged represents a poisoning danger of swallowed by small children. Well, I guess this is just another reminder that uh, just because something is natural doesn't mean it's safe. Uh, we obviously need to, uh, you know, something as innocuous as essential oil seems innocent and, and fun until a small child gets into it. Yeah, essential oils, uh, I, I, I keep worrying about essential oils and how, how bad they can be, especially if you use them wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because the thing is, they're, they're active materials, and a lot of people have sensitivities to them, you know? And it's just, uh, if you're using essential oils, be careful out there. They're not benign. No, not at all. Not at all. And while we didn't necessarily have any more recalls, I did see a note that the FDA has issued warning letters to 10 different companies uh, this past week, which uh, is interesting. Um, these companies are making claims that their products kill the coronavirus. Oh, my. Not cool. Yeah, so that's good to see the FDA taking some action there. I've often heard the myth that the cosmetic industry is not regulated, and clearly there is regulation going on. Oh, yeah. FDA is all over that. That's a hot topic. People don't make a claim that your product kills a coronavirus. Now it's not the time. It's not the time. Yeah. Not, I don't know that it's time. ever the time. Well, Valerie, there is one more thing to cover before we get into the questions. Uh, we got an email. Ooh, who emailed us? I always like email comments. Well, um, you know, after the episode where we talked about Olaplex and the patents, mm-hmm. I think that was what, episode 216? Yeah. Someone who works as a patent examiner wrote in to say, quote, I am a patent examiner by occupation, and I took a little exception at Perry's characterization of how we examine and issue patents. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, you know, I, I just wanted to say publicly uh, that I want to apologize that if my comments came off as flippant or insulting to patent examiners that was certainly not meant as a slight on the examiners um i, I and i don't want to disparage patent examiners especially if uh I, i'm filing a patent in the future but <laughs> mostly uh, it's a difficult job to be a patent examiner you know but i would say my comments are sort of about patents and the quality of them that get issued my opinion about patents in the cosmetic industry anyway are shaped by the fact that I've worked on the corporate side and I've just become a bit cynical about the veracity of the patents that get issued. Yeah. Um, I've just seen way too many patents in the cosmetic industry that I would classify as sketchy with regard to how the, the science is and it's a bit suspect. Now, I'm not going to blame the patent examiners as I'm sure they're overworked and you can't really expect examiners to be able to verify all the claims that they get put in front of them on all the patents they get. So it, that just seems kind of unreasonable. But that still really hasn't changed my mind about, you know, whether you should trust the science of patents in the cosmetic industry or not. I don't know. Yeah, always uh, still with a grain of salt. Yeah, I mean, to, to some effect, you have to prove that you did the work and your your claim is true. But uh, on the other hand, always take it with a grain of salt for sure. 
Well, before we get to the beauty questions, I think we want to take a minute to give a special thank you to all of our patrons on Patreon. Yeah, I mean, as we say at the end of the show all the time, we don't take advertising on the Beauty Brains podcast, and we are completely listener-supported. You know, that way we can give you the most unbiased answers to all the beauty questions. Incidentally, if you'd like to support the Beauty Brains, you can do that by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thebeautybrains and subscribe. But we want to take the chance now to just thank people who have been our patrons over the years. There is a lot of them, so let's read them as fast as we can, huh? Oh, yeah. So we got Niner Gal, Hannah, Evgina, Autumn, Karen, Diana Wood, Helen Massey, Ellie, Kimberly Chen, Melanie Meyer, Io Melinda, Yvette Porter, Kelly Hess, Didyette. Anna, Debbie Myers, Mario, Cassia Krisiak, Jill Terry, Liz Busby, Marie I, Karen King Orzoko, Philippe Hlausek. Uh, Tima McGurthy Banks, Extra Fries, <laughs> Lois Stone, Ava Tang, Heidi Holum, Natalia, Magdalena Pluinska, Maya, Mary Carmen, Melazand, Laura Decker, and Ioli. We also want to thank Marie O'Neill, Naomi Williams, Natalia, Christopher Gloria, Stephanie Clement, Melanie Wayland, Alyssa Warner, Misty Roman, Belladonna1307, and Lauren Smith. And a special extra thank you to our top patrons, Kimberly Reist and Emily Dean. Thank you so much, everyone, for supporting the show. Remember, you are the people who keep this show going. And in fact, Perry and I have talked about thanking our patreons what can we do special for them and if you are a patreon stay tuned to your inbox over the next week or two and we are going to unveil our special gift to you all right that is excellent yeah should we answer some beauty questions what did you have this week coming in well you know we've got we'll start off with an audio question coming from Irina. Ooh. Hi, Beauty Brains. This is, uh, again, a devout listener from Germany. I have a question. I have just seen a um, magnetic face mask, and I'm wondering, is that something that works? I have read that uh, you put on the mask, the mask absorbs the gunk and everything, and then you go over with a magnet, and that pulls all of it out, the mask and the gunk, and that should clean your pores. And I'm wondering if that could actually work (laughs) thanks a lot all right thank you irena i would look at these magnetic masks have you seen these magnetic masks valerie oh yeah i've i've seen them on my social media feeds and i've gotten absorbed into the videos you get drawn in you're like ooh, what's going on yeah so i was curious about them and i i saw a couple of videos and i looked at the products it Turns out for most of these, the main ingredient is iron powder. That's what makes the magnet part of it. Now, oh. the rest of the mask is pretty the rest of the mask is pretty standard. There is one I saw from Dr. Brandt that had, you know, common skincare ingredients like dimethicone, polysilicone, silica, there was peptides, and of course the film forming polymer. Essentially, to use this product, you apply the mask, and then you leave it on for 5 to 10 minutes. Then you use this included magnet, you wrap it in a tissue, and then you glide it over your face, and then that pulls off the mask off your face onto the magnet. It looked kind of interesting, but I've got to say, this is a total 
gimmick. <laughs> now, I saw a video of people using it on YouTube, but like with any mask, you know, you can expect some moisturizing and, you know, maybe get some tingling or a maybe glowing feel, but it's not really having much of a special effect on your skin that you couldn't easily get from, you know, just using a standard cleanser and a moisturizer or using some other kind of mask. Mm-hmm. I suppose what you do get is this, you know, this experience of applying this mask and taking off, and it kind of looks cool when you do it the first time. So, you know, that's probably fun for people to do. But I have to say, the, the magnet bit, it's not pulling anything out of your pores or anything. The only thing it's really doing is the, the magnet. It's helping to remove the mask from your face, and specifically the iron powder that you just put on your face. <laughs> so, I mean, I imagine that might be fun, but... The end result, I don't think it's going to be anything special. Oh, man, I feel like you're a magician who just revealed your trick. <laughs> I'm like so deflated. You know, I've seen it. I figured it was a, a gimmick, but I never really thought to look into it. And now I'm like, man, I squandered all that time watching those videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure it's fun to do. I just, <laughs> It's not it's anything special. Now, yeah. interestingly, one of the things that I saw was that Olay has their own product that they call a Magna Mask. Mm, I haven't seen that. It's a Magna Mask infusion, which is actually kind of the opposite of a mask. Mm. So rather than using the magnet to remove the product, this one actually uses the magnet to apply the product. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's exactly the opposite. Right. And so they say that using this magnet to apply the product, that's going to help the product to penetrate deeper. And, you know, while I'm sure it's a fine moisturizer, as anything from Olay is going to be, I highly doubt that you're going to get any special benefit from applying the product with a magnet or just applying it with your fingers or something. Um, it just, oh, my gosh. It's, it's not going to push product that much further into your face to a point where you would notice. So I would have to say this is just more proof that even the big companies are not immune from these marketing gimmicks. I wonder if Olay launched that product after they saw this magnet mask on social media. That's that's a good question. I, I didn't see the timeline. I don't think these uh, magnet masks have been, they've been around for a little while. They're not like completely new. So I would think that uh, just knowing the way that marketing works in the cosmetic industry, I'm sure somebody at P&G saw probably some K-Beauty skin product, which was a magnet. And they're like, let's do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I didn't have an audio question this week, but I did get a question from Nicole. She says, hi, I'm wondering if you have ever looked into Rodan and Fields products to see if they really do what they claim. Have, have you ever looked at Rodan and Fields before I joined the show, Perry? I know we've talked maybe like one or two times about them, but we haven't reviewed their products, right? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think Randy and I did before you joined the show. So uh, we might have mentioned the, the company before. I know people have asked about it, but uh, I don't think we've covered them on the show before. Well, specifically, Nicole is inquiring about reverse regimen and redefine regimen. She says, I have used both for at least six months each and saw good results, but it's very expensive. Reverse claims to lighten hyperpigmentation, which it did lighten hyperpigmentation some and left my skin glowing. Redefine claims to lessen the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. While it did lessen the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, the price point is high, and I'm wondering if there is an alternative line that is cheaper with similar results. Thanks for looking into this. 
Hmm, very interesting. Well, um, I'm, I'm very excited to cover this because, well, Rodan and Fields is a multi-level marketing company. And, you know, we make fun of MLMs a lot. Well, we don't make fun of them, but we just point out maybe some of their their flaws. Um, but for those of our listeners who who don't know what an MLM is, Perry, do you want to tell people what that means? Yeah, MLM stands for multi-level marketing. As essentially, you pay to become a salesperson for a company, and you pay and you get an invitation. <laughs> it's like paying to have a job. It's fine. Right, right. But you pay some money up front, you get an inventory worth of products, and then you sell them, presumably for a profit. Uh, usually what happens is you get them and then you use them yourself because you can't sell them. But then the the multi-level marketing part comes where you try to recruit other people to sell the product. And then you get a commission based on what they sell too. So you get a commission on your own sales and then on what your people below you sell also. And that's where the layers come on. And that's also how uh, multi-level marketing is sometimes called a pyramid scheme because <laughs> I was going to bring up pyramid. lower. <laughs> well, the the people lower than you are paying you money, and everybody pays the person higher, and the people higher up the chain uh, make more money, and thus it starts to appear like a pyramid. Yeah, and these multi-level marketing companies are not new. They've been around for a long time. There's a lot of companies I remember hearing about as a kid. And there's certainly plenty of companies today, so they are not going anywhere. Uh, but they do tend to have some pretty interesting products. Uh, believe it or not, I think some of the MLMs have some pretty nice quality products. Are you know are they worth the price? That I don't know. Um, but you know there are some where I'm like, you know what, this is actually pretty nice. There's actually very few MLMs I've been disappointed with the quality. So that. I will say, and I actually, I uh, used to be a Jamberry consultant. I say that, but I just wanted all the stickers for my nails. I didn't really sell anything or host parties or anything like that. I just wanted all the perks. Uh, well, I think uh, your experience that you just described is probably the biggest problem with MLMs is that the people who sort of join them, they really don't make any money at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's get back to uh, reverse and redefine. So I did take a look at the products and I'm I'm familiar with Rodan from, we'll call it my side of the industry. I know people at contract manufacturers who formulated some of the products. I know people who've worked at Rodan. And uh, one thing for, tr- um, for sure is they really invest a lot of money into their R&D. I will say that. That's just what I know about them. Uh, but let's talk specifically about these two lines. So these are two uh, lines. They prefer to sell you the whole package for a ton of money, but you can also buy individual products. The reverse line, you know, pretty much is just about uh, reducing brown spots, dullness, discoloration. They call it a multi-med therapy skin solution that exfoliates, brightens, reduces the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, and defends against sun exposure for a long-term radiant complexion. So what types of products do they have and what ingredients are they using to support these claims? Well, they have an exfoliating face wash. Step one, you need to to get rid of dead skin to reveal the young skin underneath. They have an intensive brightening toner, which uses kojic acid and salicylic acid and licorice root extract. Okay, so there you have that. They have a dual active... Yep, dual active brightening complex... Uh, I almost uh, choked on my dinner when I saw the price tag for this $102. Uh, 
Uh, but yeah, they have a vitamin C formula, which is pretty much uh, ascorbic acid and again, kojic acid. And they use a penetration enhancer with oxydiglycol to make sure that uh, the actives can penetrate into the skin. And then they have their retinol formula, which uh, no surprise has retinol in it. And then the last ingredient in this red or product in this regimen is the reverse broad spectrum sunscreen, uh, which, uh, you know, is pretty much just your average uh, sunscreen with we'll call them the chemical actives in them. What do they mean by the reverse? <laughs> well, it reverses all of the d- the damage that you've done to the skin. So, you know, is it really reversing anything? No. I mean, once the damage is done, it's done. But you can reduce the appearance of some of the damage, which is what they're trying to do here with the kojic acid, which is a lightening ingredient. And, you know, the vitamin C and retinol, they're trying to increase cellular turnover to reveal more youthful looking skin. You know, that name, the name of that thing, the reverse broad spectrum, it makes me think it's like a, a sunburn lotion or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, only you would think broad... that, Barry. Oh, my it's gosh. the reverse of a broad spectrum. Yeah. And even the names indicate, oh, this product is, you know, trying to reverse everything. So, you know, are they using ingredients that do these things? Yeah, sure they are. Are, are, Did they invent anything crazy? No, I mean, it's kind of like standard issue stuff. And, you know, the exfoliating wash is $44, the toner's 50, the dual active brightening complex is 102, and the broad spectrum sunscreen is 43. Yeah, so kind of pricey higher end, I'll call them higher end, you know, type products. Um, It's an investment, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to guess that they last maybe four to six weeks, six weeks tops, if you're using them as um, indicated, you know, the whole thing is uh, brands want you to buy product as much as you can. So they try not to give you more than a month if you're using it as they Mm. prescribe it in the directions. Uh, And then the redefine regimen includes four products that uh, when used together, the trick is you got to use them together. So you have to buy all four. That's a great, great marketing. Uh, They visibly improve fine lines, wrinkles, and, you know, give you younger looking skin. So they have this daily cleaning mask uh, with the only thing really interesting I could find in there was sodium lactate. They have this redefined pore minimizing toner, which I actually thought looked really interesting. I wouldn't mind trying it with gluconolactone, which is a polyhydroxy acid, which I've been into for about 10 years and I think is just about becoming mainstream lactobionic acid, which is another trending acid that I think we'll see peak in the next couple of years. And then they have, of course, the sunscreen, which is pretty similar to the uh, previous line sunscreen. Uh, some of the actives are a little different, so it might feel a little bit different on the skin. And then, of course, you have an overnight restorative cream for $80. Oh, by the way, that um, previous sunscreen is $87. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, what? For SPF 30, yeah. And then they have an Uh, overnight restorative cream for $80, which actually had a big slug of actives into it. Niacinamide, gluconolactone, which is that polyhydroxy acid I, I talked about tetrapeptide 21. We've talked about peptides before, retinal palmitate. So it had some pretty good stuff in there. And again, it's really relying on how can we um, turn over skin and improve the appearance of skin to make it look younger. Does it probably work? You know, maybe. I think the biggest battle in any product regimen working is A, having a regimen and be sticking to that routine where day and night you're paying attention to your skin. I, th- I think that's the biggest part of it. So I think it'd be very difficult to 
demonstrate that you have to use all four of these products. For example, that SPF 30 is, it's going to work as SPF 30. Yeah. So you can pro- that's probably a standalone that'll work fine by itself. It just fits the story more to say, oh, you got to use all four products. It would be very difficult to prove that it's doing anything special by using all four of those products, in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, Rodan is doing some claims testing. They did publish some of their studies about their incredible results. There are study participants who noticed an improvement in the appearance of reduced marks, smoother texture, even skin tone. So clearly this is a perception survey where they said, hey, do you think your dark marks are reduced? And maybe people said, yeah. And they did put the fine print. It was based on an eight-week U.S. consumer study. All of their studies said that. And anytime I would try to click for more information, it just took me back to the product page to buy them. And of course, they say results may vary depending on multiple factors, age, gender, skin type, and condition. What else did they say? Health history, location, lifestyle, diet. They did say they were showing unretouched photos. They showed before and afters. Of course, they're showing the most impressive results. They're not just going to show you like, eh, you know, kind of average results, what you can expect. I did try to find how many people they asked those questions. Was it a hundred? Was it a thousand? Was it 10? I think that makes a huge difference in what the standard deviation and significance of these results are. So they didn't publish that. Maybe I could, you know, contact them and ask them. I don't know if it's worth it, but you know, they are doing the claims testing. So that I will say that these products probably really do work in that sense. Could you use another brand and and get similar results? Probably. If you're looking to stay in a little bit, slightly less budget, but high quality products, a spa brand I really enjoy is Renee Rouleau. Uh, She has uh, products based on several different skin types and I think her products go a long way. They go longer than 30 days. I personally think even using them at the way you should be using them. And they're a little bit uh, less expensive than this. And I I really enjoy them as well. If you're looking more on a a drugstore budget, I personally like Olay, getting Olay from CVS, uh, the Olay Regenerous line. They're doing studies and uh, claim substantiation as well as big of a brand they are you could probably get similar results. And then if you're just really into actives and you just want something that has a whole bunch of actives in it, I would check out The Ordinary. Very economically priced. You can get the actives you want and get the results you want based on what actives you're buying. So three things that you could check out if you feel like Rodan is a bit pricey for you. Uh, But of course, if you like Rodan products, if you're using them and you want to buy them and support your local entrepreneur, keep doing that but i think you can get similar results with other products just don't get roped into becoming your own entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, hey you know my favorite part of the of the product is the the pricing not that i think it's good pricing but i do like products that are priced at 44 dollars Oh, 44 is your lucky number. yeah so you should get the refined daily cleaning mask or the exfoliating wash <laughs> that's right up your alley uh yeah i'm all about exfoliation <laughs> Oh, gosh. You know, Perry, I'd like to put together a routine for you. Like a juggling routine? Like a like a skincare routine. And I oh, want you to follow it for one month. Sure. And I want to know what happens to you every step of the way. <laughs> okay, you put it together, I'm game. <laughs> you would do it if I did it? Of course. Of you course. know, I might solicit some of our listeners to help put together a routine for you. <laughs> 30 days. But All I don't I'm know asking what... you to give it is 30 days. Or Wait, am I gonna back. have to come up with? Am I gonna have to come up with skincare goals? <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Yeah, why not? Yeah. All right. My goals are to stop it from sagging and, <laughs> and, and make so I don't have to shave so often. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe how much you just tugged your skin away from your face. Ah. <laughs> uh, hey, look, we got another audio question. Ooh. Hi, Beauty Brains. My name is Julia, and I just started listening to the show. I love it. was super skeptical at first because uh, of just hearing different things about beauty than what you guys are saying. And then after quickly listening, I realized that you guys have way better arguments and research to back it up. So big fan. Uh, been binging all of the episodes, but I have a question for you guys. Um, so a little while back, I got into the brand Monate Global. M-O-N-A-T, and they are a multi-level marketing company, Um, so I didn't love that. Tried the products. I have curly hair, and they actually worked amazing for me, Um, but after a lot more research into the company, they started making a lot of claims that seemed a little bit outrageous, like their shampoos are contain molecules that are small enough to get inside of the hair, and no other company or no other shampoo can do that. And it's better for all these reasons. And it's detoxing your hair, even though people have really dramatic side effects to these. Anyway, I really want to know all of you all's take on this company and um, just all the claims that they're making and what truth and science there is to any of it. Because uh, I really liked what it did, but I didn't like all the claims and it was really sketched out and I couldn't really talk to anyone legitimate about the product. Anyway, please let me know all of your thoughts. Thanks. Well, here's another uh, multi-level marketing company. Good old Monat. Ooh, Monat. Mm-mm-mm. Did you know, Perry, that uh, Monat means month in German? No, I did not know that. Is this a German brand? I don't know if it has anything to do with the brand name, but... Anyway, well, that's fascinating. We'll have to find that out. Now, as we said, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the MLM model, but there are a lot of brands of the beauty industry that, that work. But I will say that while I don't like the business strategy, that doesn't mean that the products are necessarily bad. Yeah, there's some good quality ones. They use the same raw material suppliers and the same contract manufacturers that uh, other beauty brands use. So let's dive into this question. You said that you tried the products and they were great for your curly hair, which is great. That's good. Uh, now, what you didn't say specifically what product that you tried, and I looked on their website, and they only have one that was targeted for curly hair. It's called their Curl Cream. And I was looking for the outrageous claims that were mentioned, but honestly, I didn't see any outrageous claims or any that I would consider outrageous. Here's what they say about the Curl Cream. They say, quotes, it defines and conditions all curl types for frizz-free, long-lasting, natural-looking, manageable tresses. These are decidedly pedestrian claims, if you (laughs) ask me. I mean, pretty much any brand can make these claims, right? I I don't see any outrageousness here. And then in looking at the product ingredient list, it features a styling polymer called Polyquaternium 72. That comes from a company called Crota, and Crota makes perfectly fine ingredients. It's a perfectly fine polymer, and they've also present evidence in the lab test and that it holds the style a bit better than some other styling polymers like PVP. 
But really, there's nothing special about this product in its ingredient list or even its claims. Pretty much everyone can make those same kind of claims about their products. It seems pretty generic, right? Yeah, for sure. But she did mention a shampoo. And so let's look at the shampoo. Um, they said the shampoo makes claims that no other shampoo can do. So I looked at one other shampoo process. I, I didn't see anything special there either. Uh, they have this advanced hydrating shampoo that's sulfate-free. And it's based on, you know, a couple of isothionate surfactants and uh, betaine. You know, this isn't revolutionary technology. <laughs> you know, I, I also don't think it's particularly impressive technology, but if you like sulfate-free, the acy... Uh, I, I keep saying that wrong. Acethionate? I say isethionate. Acethionate. Yeah, well, but I, I have heard people say isothionate. So, I mean, I think both go. Yeah. Well, there you go. You can tune into our other show, How to Pronounce Chemical Names, uh, that we're <laughs> launching on Tuesdays. <laughs> Anyway, the whole point was that uh, this just isn't really revolutionary technology. No. Uh, and I just don't think it's particularly impressive. They do load it up with a bunch of oils, which I think putting oils in shampoos is is just dumb because it just makes your shampoo clean worse. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, if it's a shampoo, it's cleaning all those oils off. So it's And they're hard to stabilize when you do that, too. Putting oils in shampoos... It's something that impresses consumers and marketers, but it doesn't help your shampoo work better. Nope. But honestly, I, I look for the shampoo. They don't even have any outrageous claims here. They say sulfate-free, gentle cleansers. They renews and hydrates the hair with softness, elasticity, and shine. Uh, improving manageability leaves the hair soft and shiny. Like, pretty much everybody makes these claims. So there must be something that I'm missing, right? Well, I think, honestly, um, I've been on the Monat site, too, because my question uh, that I have coming up next also has to do with this brand. So I don't know if they're hitting social media hard right now or if people are just talking about them. But their website is, like, pretty safe, pretty innocuous, like, eh, nothing yeah. interesting going on there. I think a lot of it is coming through social media channels, and I think it is their ambassadors that are making crazy claims because I spent a bit of time on social media looking at some of the things that the the people who sell Monat product or, you know, their ambassadors or whatever they're called are saying. And it's like, what? I, I think it's right. way more wild than what's on the website, which by the way, Monat should still be liable for. But yeah, I think it's coming from the people. You could see they have a recruited a salesperson where they given a script and maybe they read off the script and come up with their own stuff i could see that totally happening and mm -hmm, that's one mm -hmm. of the other issues with the mlm business model now they do have their feature ingredients like they have the rejuvenique oils which is just some blend of oils that you know it's pretty much going to do what other oils does i mean it's gives you some emolliency I didn't see any evidence that that particular blend would give you particularly different results as other oil blends. Do you know what's crazy? That they spell rejuvenique without a U after the Q. That really bothers me. <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen it, it both ways, but um, I see it trademarked without the U, and that, that really drives me nuts. <laughs> it is uh it's it's an interesting strategy there and then <laughs> did you see that they have this ingredient uh capixel which is supposed to help strengthen and thicken the hair while supporting natural growth yeah just just an aside it drives me crazy when brands speak about what trade names they use in their products a trade name is like a popular street name that you can 
use to reference uh, an ingredient. So like when a supplier comes to me, they don't tell me, oh, I'm, you know, just selling sodium cocoyl isethionate. I'm selling Puract. You know, they, they come up with like a cool right. name that kind of fits their brand. And I just think when companies use a trade name that exists from a supplier in their marketing literature, it just speaks to how small of a company they are and that they're not developing their own technologies. And I, it just, it's something that really just bothers me that brands do. I, I would never talk about what I use. At the very least, you come up with your own name for the technology. Yeah, yeah it's you know? like just weird. I don't know. Anybody could use that. Yeah. And I also, you, you got to notice how weak that claim is, uh, you know, when they say it's, it's supporting natural growth. What does, what does supporting natural growth even mean? It can mean pretty much anything. Yeah. Or what does it mean when you say this helps to strengthen hair? Mm-hmm. I mean, everything helps strengthen hair, right? <laughs> Except maybe cutting it. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you could even make a claim that that works too. So these are just claims that are meant to sound impressive. And But to somebody with a critical eye and figuring out, you know, how, do you, how would you support that? These aren't terribly impressive claims. Now, I will say in their video on their website, they talk about restructuring the hair from the inside out. But if you pay close attention to exactly what they're saying, they're not making any claims that can't be supported by any other product, really. I mean, the bottom line is that while they make perfectly fine, you know, albeit a bit overpriced products, there's nothing really special that I saw about these. You can go to Target and get products that work every bit as good as these. You know, I I, I don't know what all the, the fuss is. So to to answer the claim, yes, I think there is truth in their claims, at least the claims that they put on their website, certainly. I didn't see any false claims that I would say. I just didn't see any really impressive claims. They're just mostly pretty boring standard hair products. Yep. Now, as far as what I think of the company, there are some things <laughs> that do cause me a little concern. <laughs> MLM I mean, first, mania. Let's talk about uh, it. Well, first, I do object about their BS fear marketing that you know they employ where they post all the things that aren't in their product and... They're trying to imply that their products are somehow safer. They're not. Uh, They make claims about ingredients that are toxic. And some of the ingredients they list is they say, we avoid these toxic ingredients. And I'm like, wait, that ingredient isn't toxic. And that was, it's just not popular. But Well, it's funny they say that, but then the product I'm going to talk about next has polyethylene in it. That's not great for fish. Like, it's ridiculous. I know. Well, I mean, they do pretty standard clean beauty claims, so... You know, they're not especially bad there, but I just don't like that kind of marketing. But a bit more concerning was an article that was published in Medium.com, which reviewed the company as a business opportunity. And they listed the price of joining and becoming a sales associate sounded kind of ridiculous. Uh, It was uh, $99 for a starter pack, and then there was a $49 yearly fee. And then you have to buy your other products if you want to sell any products, you know, that Certainly doesn't sound like a great business model. And then there were a bunch of consumer complaints about hair falling out and causing sores. Very reminiscent of those no poo products uh, that are causing problems. Yeah, yeah. and the diva curl. Yeah, and then there was even a story about the company had sued somebody for disparaging them on social media. Yeah, to me that's the biggest red flag when a company is suing people who are just speaking negatively about the product. I mean, everyone has the right to not like something or like something and to, to sue people for it, for having an opinion. I, I don't like when that happens. 
it seems like a pretty aggressive way to go after a consumer who is unhappy. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Can you just give them a refund or something? So I don't know. Uh, these things, along with the averageness of their products, uh, you know, for me, it's kind of a, a pass. But if you like the products, I'm sure they're perfectly fine. Well, um, my Monat question came to me from Kimberly. She says, I've seen a few people that sell Monat put Sharpie on their face and remove it with their new makeup removing balm, which is called the Monat Makeup Vanishing Balm. What ingredients would be in that to be able to remove a permanent marker? They're super into marketing their products as all natural, and I don't buy into that because they're not all natural, and even if they were... I'm a believer that natural is a marketing gimmick. Well, Kimberly, you are very smart, and hopefully you've learned a lot of that from the beauty brains, and we thank you for your comments. Uh, that amuses me because they use polyquaternium 37. Where, where, what plant has that? <laughs> yeah, and their makeup vanishing balm has polyethylene and synthetic oh, wax, you know, which is, there's nothing wrong with these. I mean, I'd say for the most part, their products are pretty, you know, quote unquote, clean when you look at them and they look like high quality formulas. Um, you know, they don't look like cheap formulas when you look at them, but are they anything like uber special? Yeah, you know, I don't think so. But anyway, uh, I did have a, a big internet conversation with Kimberly, and she pointed me to the direction of uh, some ambassadors for Mona on the internet who were doing this gimmick. And uh, I, I just had to take a little laugh because in, first of all, when I went to the Mona website to look at the ingredients, they have this warning on the top of their website that says, due to the incredible number of orders at this time, they're experiencing delays, which, you know, if that's true, that's great for them. I just thought it was like a weird thing to say. But anyway, so basically it's as the gimmick says. It is you take Sharpie marker, you put it on your skin, you let it dry, and then you take their makeup vanishing balm, which is essentially a cleansing balm. It's an oil-based emulsion type, and you rub that yeah. over the Sharpie marker and it takes it right off. And I actually did this experiment myself, okay? I didn't have the Monat product, but I have... A similar formulation. We'll post the ingredient listing in the show notes. But I said, I think I know how this works. Let me prove it with my own cleansing balm, which is oil-based, and it worked. So I'm going to spoil the results for you. It also took the Sharpie marker off. It's not unique to the Monat product. Shocking. <laughs> uh, but how is it working? Uh, well, it's a very, very highly technical phenomenon in chemistry. It's so advanced. I'm sure someone won the Nobel Prize for it. I'm just kidding. Uh, we have this <laughs> thing that says like dissolves like in chemistry. What does oh, that mean? Yeah. It means two substances that have a similar chemistry will be soluble in one another. So for example, um, if I put oil in one jar and I throw more oil into it, the first oil will dissolve the second oil. That's because they have a similar chemistry. If I put oil into a jar and then I throw vinegar on top of it, it's not going to solubilize together because they have different chemistries. One is polar, the other is nonpolar, oil being nonpolar. Exactly. So we call that like dissolves like. So in the case of the Sharpie marker, you have pigments that are present and the pigments that are typically used in markers or inks are extremely large molecules. They have multiple benzene rings to them, and they're typically nonpolar in chemistry. And so the Sharpie marker manufacturer, or just a marker manufacturer, I don't want to say this is what Sharpie brand does, but they take the pigment, they put it in a nonpolar solvent, and they inject it into this uh, fiber that carries the pigment 
to whatever uh, you're writing on it with. And this helps the uh, pigment stay in solution. And then of course, the pigment is non-polar, so it is going to be resistant to polar things that come across it, like water, let's say. Like water's right. not going to take Sharpie marker off because the pigments are non-polar, water's polar, and they're dislike, so they're not going to dissolve. But in the case of these uh, cleansing bombs or vanishing bombs, they contain lots of oils. Oils are non-polar. And then you're rubbing them over these non-polar pigments, so they're going to solubilize in each other, and the bomb is going to take the Sharpie marker off. It's uh, just chemistry. It's not magic. I'm sorry if I ruined that for anybody, uh, but pretty much any oil-based cleansing bomb will take Sharpie marker off your skin. Yeah, it's another kind of gimmicky demonstration, which seems impressive until you... uh... Try it with another product, which works too. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you my photos, period. I literally did it like yeah. right before we recorded the show. I did it on my hand. I didn't have the guts to do, to do it on my face. I'm going to be honest, just in case I was wrong, um, you know, which happens sometimes, but sure. uh, I was right. So I feel like I could have put it on my face. Yeah, maybe maybe an Instagram live thing. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Uh, well, anyway, guys, uh, that brings it's us... all right. We won't save it anyway. <laughs> Perry still won't let that go. That happened like four months ago. Oh my gosh. Anyway, guys, that brings us to the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, if you get a chance, uh, can you go over to iTunes and leave us a review? That will help other people find the show and ensure that we have a full docket of beauty questions to answer. Also, follow us on our various social media accounts. On Instagram, we're at TheBeautyBrains2018. On Twitter, we're at TheBeautyBrains. And we have a Facebook page. And just a reminder, the Beauty Brains are on Patreon if you want to support the show. Patreon is the best way to do that. This helps keep the show ad-free and is the best way to keep the financial bias out of the show. And as we mentioned uh, earlier, uh, we're going to do something special for patrons. So uh, look in your uh, email box uh, in the next couple of weeks. So if you like what we do and you want to see us keep doing it, go to patreon.com slash thebeautybrains and subscribe. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and remember, be brainy about your beauty. Thanks, everyone. Cue the cats. Kittens!